Welcome everybody to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have a tremendous interview with a gentleman by the name of Brandon Dawson. So if you've never heard of Brandon before, this is gonna be an enlightening episode because this guy is passionate about businesses. He built and sold a company called Audigy Group, took it um, and listed it, and did so many tremendous things with it. So in today's episode, what you're going to learn is, number one, if you've ever thought about listing a company, getting venture capital or anything like that, this is going to be a mind-boggling episode for you. You're gonna get so many learnings, so many insights. We talk about number two, the partnership that he was able to create with Grant Cardone. He's his partner in Cardone Ventures. And then number three, we also cover off on legacy and what that looks like. How do you build legacy? What does that actually mean? Right, because a lot of people throw the word around build a legacy, but what does that actually look like and mean? And we we deep we deep dive on that with him today. Uh, it's a tremendous episode. I got so much out of it. Most of the time, I was just sitting there going, "I wish I had my notepad and pen ready," because it was tremendous. So today, we're going to cover off on all those things. And as always, guys, if you need any help. Like if you're looking at growing your business and getting to the point where you can bring in that venture capital, just head over to freeusb.com.au and we've got everything you need there, a marketing toolkit to get you started. But let's jump into today's episode. Today, guys, I am absolutely pumped at bringing to you from the other side of the world, Brandon Dawson. Um, Brandon, I uh, recently saw him speak live at a 10X uh, Business Bootcamp, and I'd already been following him on social media, and I already kind of knew I liked the guy. And uh, once I was able to hear his presentation, um, I think it just really cemented to me how important it is to be around people who are doing things in business that at another level, but also people that have runs on the board and tracks of success, because it's very easy these days to see someone on Instagram, hear someone talking, and they actually don't have a track record of success. And I think that uh, can cause a lot of problems. And I know myself, my brother, my sister, we were all there and we all just, we turned to each other after your presentation. We were just like, that was awesome. Like we can just tell that you've got that level of experience and it, it really showed through in the presentation. So thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for joining us today as well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. And would you mind just sharing a little bit, because I think it's very interesting to start off with what you guys have got going on at um, Cardone Ventures. Obviously you're partnered with Grant Cardone and you've done many things yourself and still do as well. But tell us a little bit about what you guys do there. Cause I think it's, it's really interesting to, to me to see what you guys have got going on. Yeah, you know, um, we came together because I created a business model that was uh, unique in how you go about building a business uh, and, and, and did it in a way where we could preserve the value and give it to the customers and give it to my employees and not go the traditional Wall Street route, which is what I did in my first company and did all this work and then the payoff was for everybody else, but not for the people that created the value. So, um, Grant resonated with that and, and saw my success and said, hey, I want to bring this kind of success to all the business owners that I work with. And that formulated the conversation for us uh, to come together and join uh, with Cardone Ventures to create a platform for entrepreneurs all around the world to be able to have access to money and resources and things that small, mid-sized businesses just don't have access to, just like he's doing in real estate. So he wanted to do it for real estate. He has it with his training business to bring value to people, but he was, he, he was, 
feeling like he didn't have that to offer to business owners. And so a lot of those business owners are also his investors. So the better he can help them make their businesses and the more valuable he can help them become personally, professionally, and financially, the more we'll be able to work together and invest in real estate. So we wanted to create an all-encompassing platform for people. And we launched Cardone Ventures about five, five or six months ago. Yeah, beautiful. And I love what you have going on there. And I think one of the big things that I really love when you were talking about it, and you mentioned a lot is like this number one is like the systems and processes, because I think, especially these days, when I look at what people do, and you look at social media and the impact it has on businesses, it's very easy to forget that you've actually got to run a proper business, you've got to have the systems and processes in place. And, um, you know, and obviously, the success your businesses have from that has been tremendous. What was it that made you, because obviously you, you speak in there about, okay, cool, making sure that the, the benefit of the company, having those things goes back to the actual people that run the company and like the stakeholders in there. Why do you think, like, what was it that clicked with you for that to, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for, like to make that actually reality? Because a lot of people go, oh, we want to reward our stakeholders, but then you actually have done that. What made you click in your head to go, this is what I need to do for make my companies become successful? Yeah, because uh, I took my first business public when I was 29 years old on the American Stock Exchange. And I used, I went the route of private equity, private investors, private equity, and, and raised money from some of the most prestigious people and institutions in the globe. And really was excited about the traction I was getting. And then one day, about six years into it, I got a phone call that said, hey, we're liquidating the fund you're in. You're, you know, you're in a, a $2.5 billion fund. Uh, that has done so well that we're liquidating it. And I thought that sounds great. That sounds exciting. What they what they meant is they wanted me to sell my business and turn it to cash. And I was like, why would I do that? We're just now starting to get traction. We're just now starting to dominate. Like I built the systems. I'm ready to go. And they're like, yeah, yeah. All the entrepreneurs say that, but you're selling your business. And I had to take a position of I'm not selling it. And that very uh, quickly, their response was, well, you all say that too. So we've already got your new CEO coming out in two weeks to sell the business for us. But they only own 53% of the business. The other 47% of the people didn't want to sell the business. I was a huge stakeholder in that. The guys that gave me my money to start the business who were advisors and very close friends weren't interested in selling it, but because they had majority control of the business and because they had all the financial ratchets with the way private equity works, we couldn't stop it. And I think that that was a, a very valuable lesson for me. And I decided I would never want to experience that myself again. And if I could figure out a way to never have to experience that myself, I want to bring that to the world because I think there's so much value destroyed and point of fact, a KKR changed their whole private equity structure to holding companies long-term because their overall value, they realized, would have been more than Berkshire Hathaway um, had they held all their companies. And so they pivoted their, their structure to doing what Berkshire has, which has taken investments, uh, Warren Buffett, into companies and then held them long-term so they could realize the growth of those businesses. Well, Grant and I want to bring that same opportunity. There's trillions of dollars coming into the marketplace. There's two trillion right now that can't even be invested. Warren Buffett has a hundred billion. He's trying to figure out how to put it to work because pricing is expensive. But yet, there's another thirty trillion passing from generations of value in the next ten years that will go to family offices, hedge funds, private equity groups, and those businesses. That money will never see its way into these smaller businesses unless something changes and we create a way for that to happen like he's doing in real estate with Cardone uh, Capital. 
Yeah, that's so true. And I think the the big thing there is like that you're mentioning about when you when you brought in those external people that were venture capitalists and whatnot. A lot of people, I think, again, you know, you watch movies like The Social Network, you see Facebook and they're like, oh, let's just go and bring in venture capital. Let's get funded. But there's a lot of things that you lose control wise, but also like because I, I know one big thing you're you always like to talk about is legacy and being able to build that. It's hard to build a legacy if it's in the hands of someone else, right? If someone else could literally go, well, we're selling today, liquidating so long. Steve, Steve Jobs story is a perfect example of that, right? Yeah. What would have happened if Steve Jobs hadn't gone out, created another successful business and then was brought back to Apple? What would Apple look like today? Um and I think, I think that there's a lot of amazing examples of that. And, and also, listen, um, for a lot of businesses, venture capital and private equity, when it works, uh, and hedge fund investments and family office investments, when those things work, they, they can work really well. So I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. And not all those groups that are in business are created equal. Some are very pro-entrepreneurs, some are very pro-founders, some are very pro-business, but then you have a lot that are pro-fees, pro-returns, okay? Um, understanding ratchets and cram-downs and picks and preferreds and all that stuff, if you don't understand it, you're going to get burnt. And I didn't understand it. I was more focused on if I took this cash and went and did all this stuff, everything great was going to happen. You know, if you already own a business and private equity invests in you, you think, oh, I'm only selling 35% of my business for X amount of money and I'm going to take that money and make my business grow. Here's the implication. The private equity guys are getting 18 to 22% internal rates of returns guaranteed before you make any money of the rest of the equity you own. So if it's a three, four, five-year investment, that means their overall investment has to double before you get a penny, even if you own 60% of the business. So I think a lot of people don't understand. They chase the dollars, mm. and they don't understand the technical aspect of how they work until they're already so deep, and they're sitting there with their lawyers explaining it to them, and it's a lot, right? Understanding picks and preferreds and convertibles and cram downs and ratchets, and you know that's just a lot of information for somebody Board meetings, quarterly board meetings, board approvals, board reviews. Your whole business changes when you bring other people's money into the equation. And even if it's great money with great people, if you're not prepared for that, or if you could have avoided the situation like Candy Health or Kind Health Bar, they, they were growing like crazy in 08, 09 and needed to do an emergency round of funding for $15 million from a private equity group. And then they bought that interest back six years later for $220 million. I asked the question, like, what if the employees got that money? Or what if the, some of the vendors got some of that money or could be shareholders? There's a different way to build it. And I, I built my engine, my equity engine, and it took me eight tries to get in my final exemption from the SEC. So this was not an easy thing that I built. To where my customers were my shareholders and my employees were my shareholders. They were limited partners. And when I sold the business for one of the highest valuations ever paid because the quality of our group was outstanding and the quality of the systems to solve bigger problems were outstanding, I dispersed 35% of the proceeds at closing to my customers and my employees. Every single person that was an employee got paid and, and my founding customers that created the value with me were dispersed more money for some of them than their businesses were doing in revenue 14 years ago when they joined us. So 
and our customers outperform their peer groups three and a half to 15 times because of the resources we brought them. So it's really about creating value amongst the ecosystem that's working together more so than it is even about the story of bringing outside money in. But you're going to bring outside money in and you have a, a business, you're going to have to grow your business by three to 10 X for you to get the huge lift there. And if you can do that, God bless you. You know, there's nothing like, I'm sure kind candy bar is thrilled to be in a position to write a check for 220 million and buy their equity back. But what if they could have just missed that one little moment where they needed only $15 million that they bought back for 220 million six years later? Yeah, I love that. That's 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 so amazing. So many insights there because, as you say, it's it's hard. And to be honest, a lot of people, you don't know where to go to get this sort of information. You don't know if you're just going through, as you said. I'm sure that if they had some advisors in their corner that had gone through things, like there's there's many different angles they could take. So, like, how did you, like, obviously you you listed your first company when um and you you went through all that experience. Was that the learning that you needed to? put you onto this track where you are now or like how did you come across this information because I know a lot of people they're going that sounds like a lot of stuff and I literally have no idea where to even start if I'm even considering it how do like how do I learn this where did you learn this all from oh man experience and failure you know when you go out and buy 103 businesses a lot of people say well it's nice you're in a position to do that but you know I had a newborn and a two and a half year old making 150 grand a year as a sales guy sold my home, got rid of everything I had and moved into a little tiny place I could barely afford, move across country so that I could end up starting something and being my own business owner. So that's how I got started. And then this first business, I parlayed that into cutting deals with people and then moving myself in a position where I was raising my first million, made 120 presentations, rejected out of most of them. Look, just fighting and grinding and all those experiences, you make 120 presentations to ask for a million dollars, you're going to learn a lot. You put $100 million worth of businesses under letter of intent, seven or 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 businesses, it takes you twice as many of those to actually put under LOI to close. So to buy 120 businesses, you have to negotiate 350 businesses. Do all that over three years. Do do a, manage, uh, a, pr- a public company up in Canada and then come down and list in the United States on the American Stock Exchange and learn what a reverse triangular merger is and do it once. You remember it. So... It's all experience, but here's what I'm telling you. The system is not geared. Look, there's no advantage to the system for you as a business owner to figure out how not to dilute your company with with giving away equity. It's how not to take a loan for your business to grow it. There's no business system out there that is advantaged by you not needing to be sold all these services. And the whole banking system is structured where it's fee-based. Well, that's great if you if you need stuff and you're not paying people and then you do a transaction and they make a fee off the transaction. But it means every time you're looking for advice, a hammer will always look for the nail. So they're going to put you into products that they make money on to solve your problem. But what if your problem isn't a money issue? It became a money issue. But what if it was a structural or tactical or some kind of other thing that could be resolved before you needed the money? Or what if a strategy could be implemented or deployed before you needed to be sold something and it created the money? And that's where I connected with Grant Cardone because his message is about self-generating your resources sell and and be in the mix and create the revenue and then solve the problems. Don't go the traditional route. And, and, and most people 
get walked down a traditional route because they're passionate about what they do, but they don't know how to do it. So they go out and seek advice from accountants and from lawyers. Accountants and lawyers only make money to the extent that they can generate fees. Mm. Bankers only make money to the extent that they generate fees, which means they all need transactions. And yet, if any of them actually knew how to do it, they'd be owning and running huge businesses, not charating their time for money. Exactly. That's so true. And I think this always goes back to it as well for me. It's like, it just confirms this is why you need to be in a room with people smarter than you. Because as you said, for all, all, the, the system is not geared for us to get this information, to know what to do and to do it effectively. You can only get this by putting yourself into a room with people such as Brandon, with people like Grant, with people that are doing better and are further up the chain for where you want to go to. And luckily, I think in, in this day and age, there's there's guys like you which are willing to share that experience, which, which is tremendous because you know if you go back previously, like maybe even in 30, 40 years, it's hard to track down people that have like, you can't just go on Instagram and go, oh, cool, this guy's doing something. Let me watch and hear what he's got going on. And hopefully maybe there's an exchange where you, you know, you spend time, you spend money learning from them to get that knowledge, which just wasn't there, which I think is tremendous. And that's why I love really what, what you guys do and why I wanted to do this podcast, because it, it is hard. And to be able to take a little bit of that knowledge from you to share with, with our audiences um, is tremendous. Now it's more than hard. You know, I spent a year, I saw all those personalities. I was the reverse. I was the guy with no social media following, 260 followers, but I had my own inner inner company ecosystem with thousands of people and ran hundreds of entrepreneurs through it and trained them on how to build their businesses. But I never thought I should be talking about it outside of the people I was working with. Mm. And, and all that changed when I realized I want to do something bigger. I want to work with lots of different people and I need to get my voice out there and found all the different social media people and started going through each one of them piece by piece and person by person. And, and it's funny, there are some brilliant people out there who have built huge businesses, but it's like watching paint dry when you talk, when you watch them. And then there's the people who are espousing, oh, the world is unlimited and you can do everything. And they're just making their money off people clicking and watching and listening and going to their things. It's very dangerous and it's very frustrating because when you sit and take notes from people who are talking about concepts they don't actually technically understand, what I've learned in business is it is every single movement of every single thing you do is a technical movement. And if you don't have the technical aspect of it down correct, then you'll break in the process and you'll actually lower your belief. You can do things that are right there in front of you and you just don't press further because no one's giving you guidance and advice and encouragement to do it the right way, which is what if you break down all of uh, Jim Collins books, Good to Great, Great by Choice, How the Mighty Falls, that's what he talks about, granular incremental improvement, not radical innovation, but innovation through granular incremental improvement is how you progress forward. And a lot of business owners just don't understand the technical aspect of those movements when they involve their people, their messaging, their spending, their accounting, their collecting, you know, all the elements with making sure your business is running on all cylinders. And so when the things start to sputter along, they get nervous and then they retreat. And when they retreat, they take their foot off the accelerator and their culture takes their feet off the accelerator and then lots of not nice things happen. And then a lot of times that's when they go, you know what, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to sell my business. And they're selling it on weakness and they get picked apart in the process. And then they retreat to why would I sell for three to five years my income? I'll just work some more. And then the business goes to this slow death spiral that unfortunately impacts the employees that trusted the owner. 
It impacts the owner and their families and their overall health and disposition, and it negatively impacts the customer experience. So making sure that you're aware and alert and understanding of all those elements before you lose that energy, before you're stuck in the vacuum of decline is really important because it's so easy to do things right, but if you don't know what those indicators are and you don't know how to align your people with it, I assure you, you'll find yourself in a position where you'll be asking, what did I spend the last 20 or 30 years building? And it's really sad. And the reason I'm doing this is I was so burnt and I was so pissed off that I was committed to myself to do it differently. And I did it differently against everyone's guidance, everyone's advice. Every lawyer told me I couldn't do what I was trying to do. SEC will never let you do it. Finally got my exemption. Tax guy said you can't do it. Finally worked through the tax. Like, Everyone just said, and now that you've done it, no one's going to care. And then, boom, it was, it, it's been a grinding success. Sold at 77 times EBITDA to a multi-billion dollar public company whose market caps tripled since buying us. Everyone along the way has said everyone else was foolish, and yet look at the success and the track record. And I would, I would encourage, based on what you said, every person that's looking for guidance and advice, if you're talking to an accountant or a lawyer, or another person, or a social media person, and they can't pin you to the exact progression of success with documented proof, and if they haven't done it, shut them out. Stop listening. Turn it off. A lawyer, an accountant, look, I have a lot of them I work with. I've worked with them for years. Fabulous for the areas of expertise, but how many of them have actually built a business that's not reliant on them being there? If you don't know how to do it, just like consultants and outside advisors, people go through hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to get tidbits of data and information from people that are supposed to be experts, and yet here they are trading their time for money. They're not creating a big business. You have to look at the source, and you have to pay attention to the success patterns, and you have to follow people who have done it, and everyone else is going to steer you down a rabbit hole that's very frustrating. I promise. That's so true, and we find the same. Like we, so I have a, we have a Facebook advertising agency, and we do Facebook advertising, and we get other agencies come to us, and we have clients ask us, and it's like literally they they ask the same thing. It's like, oh, cool. So, well, you're going to teach me how to do this. How how do you generate your leads and inquiry? And I'm like, well, I would be very unethical if I didn't tell you it's Facebook advertising. I use the the method that I'm going to teach you for myself. And I find it's like there's so many people out there where they they watch a video, they become a, a marketing person or they become a marketing agency, even though there's one of them, and they try and bring on business, but they don't even know how to apply those principles themselves to grow a business. So it's uh, it, it's very it's, it's, it, it frustrates me very much because I see it happen all the time, and then business owners get burnt, they get into a negative spiral, and they don't want to work with people like that. You know, they become untrusting of those people because of an experience they had with someone who was not the right person to listen to to start off. And with. their time their time horizon is too short because yeah. because they don't trust. They want something to happen instantaneously and nothing happens mm. instantaneously. So exactly. they end up just creating their own reality. Yeah. Um, uh, that's so true. I love that. And now tell me a little bit about legacy. Like for you, what like what does that look like long term? When because a lot of people will use that term and I think sometimes it can be like misunderstood or it goes, but what like, okay, cool. I want to build a legacy. For you, I'd love your like your feedback. What does that um, mean to you and what does that look like for you over the next, you know, um, next 10, 20 years? Yeah. So for me, it's about changing the lives of the people I choose to work with. So there's a lot of people I won't work with. So my legacy is about personal, professional, financial impact for the people who trust me and follow me. And that's Grant. He's my business partner. 
it's the people who work with me to serve the people that we work with. It's the people we work with who trust us. Like that's all I care about. My own personal ecosystem of people where we are, we're all committed to impacting each other and making that as wide and as deep as possible because my closest friends, my closest family, chosen family are business owners I've helped change their lives, you know, because we get involved with families breaking up because of stress in business, fathers and sons fighting, mothers and husbands and kids and everyone, you know, the business, the stress in the business can create so many dynamics. And then you have what happens when like the founder passes away and he's got all these or she has all these kids and what do they do with the business? So the business, like we get involved with every single detail for long-term planning and then we help put the right kind of professionals in, to get involved with that. But for me, my legacy is about driving maximum impact and helping tens of thousands of business owners being unbelievably successful while they pursue their passion with the technical support and help to make sure they do it at the highest value with the people they love doing it with and being uh, uh, being somebody that they can follow and draft behind and trust because I've got the, I've got the myself, I've got the experience, I've done it and learning to work and collaborate with other people like I'm doing with Grant creating our own ecosystem of people who can implicitly trust each other that when we're giving each other guidance and advice or when the emergency phone call comes in, you know somebody's locked and loaded because they have your interest at heart. And if I can create that with tens of thousands of people all over the world, my business goals of creating a, a global fund, a $24 billion in market value with, with a handful of business owners is going to happen. There's no question. And of course, let's not be naive. I'm going to move from being worth a hundred million to being worth, my goal is to being worth over 10 billion. And if you look at my net worth today, it's exactly where Warren Buffett was at my age. So look, there's a leader I can follow that says that it can be done. And I studied how he did it. And so helping business owners be able to improve their disposition personally, professionally, and financially significantly and, and, and getting a piece of that with them, I think is totally appropriate and it's very transparent. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And uh, I think that's a pretty much a perfect spot for us to kind of wrap this up because uh, yeah, it's you've just hit the nail on the head on so many topics here today. And for anyone listening, you can tell, number one, that Brandon is passionate about what he's sharing, what he's doing, and he has the runs on the board. So, you know, if you're looking for advice, insights, and you're at that level where you are like weighing up many different options and looking at growth, please do check out Brandon on all, all social medias. I think it's Brandon M. Dawson, if I'm correct. I will put that in the show notes as well. Um, on Dawson, and I have the B. Dawson show. I've got 35 or 38 podcasts out on set little segments so people can follow along with very specific things they're dealing with. Beautiful. Absolutely amazing. We'll put that in the, uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes and also uh, cardoinventures.com. I think it is. Yep. Beautiful. So guys, please check him out. Um, absolutely amazing interview. I've just been sitting here. I was like, I'm going to go back and take notes on all this. It was uh, a great, 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 great knowledge bombs from you here, Brandon. So really appreciate you making the time to spend with us today. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you. Yeah.